Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your stuffy host, Christina. <laughs> and I made my stuffy host play Dredge. It's a, a sleeper, not even a sleeper hit anymore. No. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, you were just suddenly like, <laughs> I want you to play this game. And I said, I need a break from Octopath Traveler. Just download it. Just buy it. And yeah. Uh, we uh, I stopped playing Resident Evil so you could play Dredge. Uh-huh. And we went through a pretty much a binge of this game. Yeah, we probably beat it in like 10 days, which is a record for us. Yeah, I mean, it's not that long of a game, to be fair, but at the same time, we probably took longer than normal. It said 12 hours is average, I think. Yeah, I think 10 to 15 is what they usually say, and, and I think ours was like 12 and a half. Yeah, we do like an hour, hour and a half an evening, usually, because you were doing Camp Nano for a bit. It is still Camp Nano. Did you finish? Yeah, I beat my goal, but I'm I'm still going. As one should yes. when they are nanoing. Yes. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Dredge, I will give a quick synopsis, uh, go over some details, and we'll get some reviews going. You're a fisherman who just arrived in a at a small fishing village. After getting some boat repairs, you you literally go out to fish and pay off your debt, while being warned that being out at night is dangerous and should be avoided. Soon after meeting a mysterious man, you start venturing out into the un unknown and tread dangerous waters to uncover the mystery of the fog and the depths below. Yeah, so there's a fog that rolls in at night <clears throat> that just causes people to go crazy. Yeah, crash and causes you to start hallucinating, see all sorts of crazy stuff. It's kind of wild. Yes, it could be much creepier, but it's enough of like the suspenseful creepiness that like I didn't venture out at night for like the first two nights that we played. Yeah, we will get into this more, but the genre is literally defined as a fishing horror yes. genre. I kept Which... telling my friend Brittany, I'm like, I'm playing this fishing game. She's like, is it like literally like a fishing simulator? I'm like, no, not at all. Yes, so there's some elements that are really cool about this game, but it was Dredge was released on March 30th, 2023 on all systems. I think the Switch even has this game. We're not going to play any. Well, we do have a new Switch OLED. Mm -hmm, that, which is for Zelda. And I've played Minish Cap on it on the Game Boy Advance emulator. <laughs> and you played a little bit of Breath of the Wild, but on the TV, yes. not even on the screen. So. Yes. yes. Yeah, we played it on the Steam Deck, though. We played it on PC. We did. That's pretty cool. Uh, so uh, dredge up some reviews for yeah, us. Yeah, that made me laugh when I read that. So Metacritic, did we play on the Steam Deck? I did the PS5. Steam Deck. Okay, well, I picked the PS5 for Metacritic. They're all about the same. Okay. So it's an 81 from critics, 8.4 from users. Okay. I actually went with like a, I, I kind of want to call it like literary kind of positive from Polygon. Uh, so it's a 79 meta score from and seven, it literally 7.9, 7.9. Oh, that's excellent. For PC. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry. No, that's okay. So I went with like a slightly literary kind of like makes you think positive review from polygon because okay. like everybody's just like yeah this is fun the fishing's pretty decent it makes you think mm -hmm. it's a little little creepy mm -hmm. it's fun 12 hours that you play so for polygon positive 
Dredge forces me to consider why I'm playing a game. It's not to win or to get some payoff as quickly as possible, but to stop and do nothing. To pay meaningful attention to the little details of the world. It's in the way Dredge's son hides behind the water as day turns to night, in the shocking horror of pulling out a fish that's just a collection of eyes, or the way you dredge up a bolt of soaking cloth just when you need it for a new hull. The atmosphere says so much more about Dredge's world than any dialogue ever could. It's a story composed of gentle nudges towards subtle pockets of beauty and terror. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Well well written, person from someplace. <laughs> Polygon. Person from Polygon. Oh, apparently my negative is... Very long. <laughs> very long. Oh, man. The main, How dare they find negativity in uh, this game? The main complaint that I could find trying to look for something was that, like, the fishing minigame kind of left a lot to be desired after a while. There wasn't a lot of difference to it which I can kind of agree with, but it was so simplistic that I didn't mind it. So do you feel like they could have added more mini games in that mini game? Because there's like three or four. Three, three different ones that I can think of, plus when you're plundering for something. So like four. It would have been interesting if they added something like a mechanic where sometimes when you fish, you have to move, like move a pattern. You know, they could have added more things to do because they they did the up down for the dredging mm -hmm. imagine if they did something where you like had to almost flappy bird it in between the lines <laughs> i think so even yeah. something just to add more mini yeah. games that would have kept it a little more fresh i after a while though the fishing almost became second nature to everything else in the game yeah it became not the point of it after like the third area yeah and so after like it was fine like you had to catch fish but it never got to a point where it felt monotonous to me. It just finally felt like, okay, we're going to get this to do this and it's fine. Because you're you're realistically going from to the objective at that point. Yes, agreed. Unless you're trying to collect every fish, which we weren't going for all the achievements. But I guess that point, that would give you something, I guess. Yeah. I, I did look at what I had gathered and what I hadn't, but we're off on a tangent and I haven't even read the negative Yeah, review. so let's do the negative. Sorry, I jumped um, off here. That's okay. So GameSpot negative. Yes, we're both very coffee and stuffy. You can thank our son for that. Snorting right into the microphone. That's not nose brat. <laughs> He's probably yelling, oh, Madani, upstairs. Mm -hmm. GameSpot negative. Dredge threads the needle of mystery by never explaining any of the events outright. Each time you dock after a long night out, citizens of the various islands you explore will comment on your tiredness and warn you of the dangers of sailing without sleep. Converse with them more and you'll likely find that everyone knows something strange is happening out on the water, but no one is willing to offer an explanation as to what. Small notes and bottles strewn across the open ocean suggest a past event that might explain the unexplainable occurrences you'll often witness, but even then, there's a delightful amount that's left for you to piece together. Dredge, with its eldritch horror inspirations, predictably doesn't give you a straightforward answer by the end, and also disappointingly saves its most grotesque imagery for the few seconds before credits roll. While its themes are pervasive enough throughout to give Dredge a distinctly Lovecraftian feel, there's no denying that its otherwise suitably vague ending would have been more impactful with a similar level of horror strewn throughout. I don't really... I, I get where he's coming from or she's yeah. coming from, but I don't uh, agree. I kind of agree. The story... I did enjoy the story... I agree that there wasn't quite enough substance to it for me to fully understand what was going on with both endings. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I gathered, like, the main gist of it, but, like, the underlying elements of 
other things. I don't want to give spoilers away, but I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of dialogue to go off of, and there's only 12 messages for you to find in the whole game. Again, it's a 12-hour long game, so like it feels very nitpicky to me. Yeah, more so than anything. Yeah. I couldn't really find an outright negative one except for that one at GameSpot. Yeah, I feel like... Again, like you said, they're nitpicking. They're doing it for the sake of nitpicking. But I would say at the end of the um, like the whole game and the experience, looking back, I was able to piece together enough to yes. formulate what the story was for the most part. I, I think a lot of games these days, and maybe this is a pro or a con, I guess depending on the player you are, they don't tell you the whole story anymore. A lot of it is left to interpretation, mm-hmm. left to figuring out where we fill the gaps in here. Infamous for this is the all the FromSoft games, all the Elden Ring, oh, Dark those Souls. I don't even bother following the story. But there is a big, actually, underlying story, and part of it is the community pieces it together. And so that's some of the fun for the players. Even me, I like reading what the story is after people have pieced it together. And I like figuring out some of it for myself. Yeah, that's like an 80-hour game, too. Yes, but even in, even in this 12-hour game, they gave you more than enough for story purposes. Yes. Now, some of the relationships your character has with them isn't accentuated enough, in my, in my like opinion. Like with but the lighthouse keeper, kind of like... Mm. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter. No. Because, like you said, it's 12 hours, yeah. and the story is okay, but the game itself, like the atmosphere and the gameplay, really are what hold that game together. You downloaded it, I must have been a Friday night, and I think I played like almost two hours. Like we started playing at eight, and I played until almost 10, and we were, <laughs> we were shutting it down, and you were like, how do you feel so far? And I said... I feel like I could play this until like midnight. Like it gave me that subnautica feel of like, oh, I could sink six solid hours into this tonight and go to bed at 2 a.m. But I have a toddler that's going to get up at seven. So I need to stop playing this game. Like it gave me that feeling. And that was fun. Yes, it was really. I was surprised because I saw a lot of positive reviews and it just kept popping up. So now, okay, I'm going to try it. And it's incredible. Jake Baldino did a uh, stand for his standalone YouTube channel, talked about Dredge and then Minecraft Legends in the same video. But that was the other one, the games you should play. Gotcha. So he finally talked about it outside of Before You Buy and stuff like that. Okay. So uh, my another pun, I said surprising depth to the story. Uh, The game uh, is a fishing simulator. It's a fishing simulator at its core. Uh, but it's actually very well written. Uh, I actually thought the bottle notes that you find, uh, the books that you read, uh, to the characters you encounter are really well done. I skipped gameplay and it started, but it is a fishing I'm simulator. I'm like, where are you? I put notes and everything. Yeah, so I actually skipped ahead a little bit, but let me just kind of touch in the gameplay real fast. You fish. No, you- go, go ahead and go back to the surprising depth because I don't have any notes there and then we can go back up to okay. the gameplay. Yeah, so the, everything that you do holds well with the world and actually fits with the world around you. The areas are relatively uninhabited. It feels really lonely and solemn most of the time. Even the villages feel very uninhabited. Even though they're bigger looking towns, you only encounter so many people in them. Two to three. Two. 
two is the minimum four is the maximum every area feels a little lonely when you're going around doing stuff yeah the people you encounter actually add to the ambience of the story really well yeah and i think the twist ending was really good Yes. Maybe a little predictable, but it was very well done. Yeah, that was another one of the complaints. It might have been at GameSpot of like, yeah, I saw everything coming from a mile away or like see, the majority of what was coming. I, I didn't see what was coming until you beat the game and then you went back to do the alternate ending. I figured it out moments before. Ah, uh, okay. I, maybe you knew before me, no. but I didn't. I, once you did the first ending, I was like something's amiss mm-hmm. on this one. And then I'm, I, I went, oh, okay. Yes. So that it start, stuff started to piece together for me in that regard. Um, I, we were hooked from start to finish, though. Yes. Another pun for you. There were a lot of puns. I made a one. lot of puns in the notes for you this time. I, but... do, I do have a note in this uh, surprising okay. depth, pun intended. Some of the mysteries were a little too mysterious for me. Good example. The different humming stones. So the black stones on like in each of the different sections of the map where you would touch it and it was cold to your touch. I think that may have been something either A, they didn't finish or it's something that's going to be added later as an expansion. So I looked it up. They're humming stones. Okay. You have to go to them at night when you have a little bit of the psychosis and then they'll react to you. What do they do? Now I don't remember because I looked this up like a week ago. Well. (laughs) Pause, please. Okay. Uh, After a brief message from these sponsors. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. What do we have? Hashtag not sponsored. So there's 11 humming stones. If you click the question mark next to them during the day, they do nothing. They're cold to your touch or the cold stone does not respond to your touch. Now, if you approach it at night, they're active, and then if your stress meter is high enough, you gain a different response to them. There's no tangible in-game effects beyond adding a little bit of lore. So that may have also helped us with, helped me in particular with the story, kind of gathering more of those pieces ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But you actually took the time and read all the stuff that you found this time around. Too. I found you all the messages. You usually skip through messages in games. This one you actually felt, at least to me, it looked like you were more engaged with what was going on. Yeah, because I liked the fishing. <laughs> I liked the ambient, the ambience of the everything. Ambience. I'm not paying for the ambience. No. So the only other thing that was kind of a little too mysterious for me was also those sacrificial altars where you had to kind of figure out which fish, fish to fi- put in them. And mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a way to find that out in game. We just Googled it because we're lazy gamers. Yeah, we are lazy gamers. Yeah. And you were like, if you get all of these, then you have a chance to get the good ending or something like that. That's what it said, but I think that was incorrect. I think it's just the items you get are actually pretty useful. Helpful for getting to end game. Yeah, especially, it's also like a free net and a free upgrade. Crab pot. That crab pot pot. was freaking legit, Yeah, it was a good crab pot. Yes. So it was, they were pretty good items, Mm -hmm. especially if you didn't want to pay or finish out the skill tree to get to the items yes so that's a perfect segue into the gameplay yes so you start off with fishing uh your boat is got repaired because it was damaged so you have to pay back your debt but you sell fish and you earn money yeah you owe them like 150 dollars. like it's nothing i was expecting tom nook like three hundred thousand bells or whatever it is at the start of animal crossing 
No, it was like two nights of fishing, and then I was paid off. Yeah, and so, but you you basically you can upgrade your boat by finding different parts, which gives you more storage on the boat. Uh, you get improved fishing lines by finding research parts. Uh, it's same with nets, um, engines, engines, lights. No lights, you can't. Lights you don't research. Yes. I don't, yes. you, you do research lights. Uh, no, you just upgrade the light slot, and then it gives you better lights. No, I think you upgrade lights. No, it is um, engines, nets. Um, Jeez, oh, Pete's fishing hooks, fishing lines, research and upgrades. Hold on, I'm at. I don't believe lights were one of them. Uh, no, rods, engines, pots, and nets were what you could. Okay, I'm thinking of the the skill tree. Yeah, there's two. Lights there's the separate. There's separate things. There's research, which lets you buy. You can research and then purchase upgraded items. And then there's a what we would consider a skill tree, where what you do is you find parts and you actually upgrade your cargo hull, and then you can upgrade the amount of slots in the cargo hold to hold better items. Yes. So bigger engines, uh, better fishing rods, better nets, reels, dredging mechanics, all that stuff. Yeah. So you start, you upgrade the hull, and then you have you have to upgrade everything before you can get to the next hull. Yes. So it's rod spaces, net spaces, engine spaces, and light spaces. Mm -hmm. And then once you unlock all of those and make it to the next hull, then you unlock like, oh, now you can get the next step up of the engine or a slightly less cloudy light. Yeah. And things like that. And so and at the end, you have a much more space to store more items and bring more back to earn more money. It's a loop. Yes. In essence, but it is nice. And then your hull, when you upgrade your hull, you can take more hits before it'll... You'll Start sink. dying. Yes. Yeah, I think you can actually crash out and die. We just never did that. You died once, I think. No. No, I never died in you this game. You never died. You I can. Got... There's a couple ways. Yeah. I will also say it's a tiled inventory. Yeah, I, I didn't type that in here. But... So as, as I told you, I was like, I love this tiled inventory because it lets me play out my Resident Evil fantasies. I don't want to play the Resident Evil games, but... Damn if I don't love your briefcase where you like slot things together because I love Tetrising things. Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna play Resident Evil, so I got to live out the the fantasy the of fantasy doing that. in Dredge. Yeah, yeah. I actually that was one of the other gameplay things that people said that it really makes it popular. People like inventory management. Yes, Diablo popularized that a long time ago, and people have fallen in love with it since. Uh -huh. I mean, technically, it's Tetris first, but Diablo, Tetris. the inventory management was Diablo. That's where that came from. Oh, I got to Google something else. I do have a good question for you, but so, continue. Um, you also gain abilities. Yes. So as you find these special relics for the mysterious man, you gain powers. So you can speed boost, you can teleport back to him. Uh, and you also get items later on that help with things like you can get dynamite to clear pathways and explore the surrounding archipelagos. Yes. All right. Question. So what was, well, there's only four of them, I think. It's actually a very dumb question. Of the abilities that the collector gives you, what was your favorite and what was your least favorite? I never even used one of them, so that was my least favorite. <laughs> so... The boost was the most useful. Yes. I found the teleport to be my favorite. Actually, no. I think the defense thing, even though it had a long cooldown, was my favorite. Yes. 
the teleport, okay. uh, the my least honestly, honestly, as silly as it sounds, the boost is super useful late early on, and then you don't really need it. No, you get such a fast engine that it doesn't feel like it actually boosts you that much, and then you also have the problem of if you're not watching your meter, like I did once, you blow out your engine because mm. it overheats. Yep. And then you have to repair your engine, and then the the lady gets very mad at you. What is your uh, what was the item one you didn't use? It was the one where you can like oh pull all the fish up at once. Yes, that was kind of cool. We just never used I it. I literally never used it. Never even tried because there was like a warning afterwards when he gave it to me, and I was like, "That sounds horrifying. I'm not going to use it." Oh, yeah. I didn't. Even, I, didn't I think it was more of like a just be wary when you use it. Make sure you have the space for all the fish that you need to get, kind of deal. Something like that. Is it? Um... Five dredge relics, five dredge skills, haste, manifest, banish. Yeah, banish was probably the best. That was probably my favorite. Atrophy, activating this will instantly consume a fishing spot and give you some fish, some of the fish inside. Oh, okay. The best part about this game was the atmosphere, though. Yes. Hands down, Lovecraftian undertones, which was suggested in the review. She said, uh, there, even in the starting area, you get those undertones, especially in the starting area. I did not leave that starting area for quite some time. Yeah, and you then spent like three, four hours in that first area. Going to the first, like the second area it was horrifying. Felt like so long to get there, and then <laughs> once you get like the second engine upgrade, it's like, oh, I can make it there in like two hours, like two in-game hours. Yeah, and then the uh, entire area going between them the entire sea kind of comes alive against you in various ways and the change in the music from day and night was just incredible yeah some of the daytime like ocean open ocean sounded like breath of the wild it did but it also it was very beautiful but it was also still eerie it would hit like a minor key at the end of like the trill that you would get from breath of the wild to give it that like hint of creepiness of like oh that's unsettling yeah I, I, from when you fished up the mutated fish and the chimes that it would make yes it was perfectly enough to make give you some goosebumps every once in a while this could have been our halloween game it could have very well been a great <laughs> halloween game uh the game kept us engaged but also on edge i had a jump scare once or twice you may have seen the fish i didn't see the giant fish that came out in the gale cliffs oh that free that okay that was actually one of the complaints was like there is no reasonable way to deal with that fish at all it startled the heck yes out of you me. you jumped and then i jumped because you jumped i was not expecting it i didn't see it come out and all of a sudden right at your ship side it startled me I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I had seen the cave where he came out before when I, I wasn't right over it. So mm. I, and I had the controller and the controller vibrates like right before he comes out. So I knew something was going to happen. So I'm sorry. I did not forewarn you. Oh, did it a deer. Thank you. He was terrifying. He was not great. And he messes up your boat. Something oh fierce. yeah. He gets like three or four spots on it. Yeah. Which is not good when you only have like the level two hull. Yeah. And whatever the next engine upgrade yeah. is. <laughs> okay. So. I want to know your score before I tell you my score. Okay. I give this game an 8.5. Okay. I really, really liked watching you play this game. I can see the appeal. My thing I'll say is 
I don't see the replayability of it. That's fair. I didn't see a point for me to go ahead and play afterward. And I'm, I'm leaving this in context of, I don't want to watch you play Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I don't want to watch you play it. I don't want to see anything. Like, I'm going to watch you play some of it, and I'm going to close my eyes for most of it. No. Because I don't want to see any of no. it, because I want to play it too. No. <laughs> exactly. We have one copy and two switches, and you can have the broke switch. Okay. I will deal with the loud noise <laughs> so I can play it myself. I mean, it's one of those games that I really want to play an experience, and watching you will be very fun. But I am not going to be able to contain backseat gaming, and I don't want to. I just want to play it. That's one of the few games that watching you play is going to hurt my heart. Is it because of how fantastic Breath of the Wild was? Because you didn't seem to have any issues watching me play Breath of the Wild. Yes, so I'm this much more excited Okay. for this game. I am five times more excited for this game because Breath of the Wild... While you could go in different directions, the solutions were often the same because you and I weren't that creative. I know. We're going to see how the creativity goes. You are much more creative in-game than I am with Well, things. this game, like, I, there's, it came out with a new tra- trailer of, like, figuring out solutions to things. Oh, man. And I just watched some of them and I went, there's multiple solutions to this puzzle. I see multiple solutions here. I don't want to see her solution because I want to do it myself. Uh, you can cover your eyes then and then I'll tell you when I'm done. No. Yes. I will watch you for like the first to- couple times and then I'm just going to do like be down there with you. Also, can we just say, and I know I still haven't given my ranking and we're in like the, the epilogue where we just talk about whatever, but Diablo is doing another open beta weekend. Yep. The weekend Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Yeah, sorry, Diablo. Yeah, so I read that, saw the date, and went, well, that's dumb, and then completely forgot to tell you, and like two hours later when we were upstairs playing with our son, I just heard you go, well, no one's going to play it that weekend, and I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> like, like, no, are you, are you trying to take some of Zelda's Thunder? Because I don't really think you can. All right, what's your review, or what's your score? And then we'll, uh, I got a few more comments here. Okay. I give it a 9.5. Wow. Yeah. Is that your highest? Uh, behind Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is the only 10 I have given. Um, What's your see. next highest? Do I have a 9.5 somewhere? Uh, 9.5 for Super Mario 64. A 9 for Stardew Valley. And Marvel Spider-Man. Uh... Nine five for Diablo three. Hey, look at okay. Nine for the Steam Deck. Nine for Hades. Nine for God of War Ragnarok. Oh, you give wow. Okay, yeah i I thought this game was it was really well. So, what what made it not perfect, but what also drove it to that high of a score for you? What drove it down from a ten was. A little bit of the story being a little too mysterious for me, where mm-hmm. like after the fact, it's like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Like I needed it to be just like a tidge more straightforward. Okay. And then again, those mysteries of like the rocks that are cold to your touch, or if I 
could have figured out in game somehow again email us if this was actually the case like for those sacrificial altars like how did you find that out in game or did you just put random fish in there until it did something Mm-hmm. Like those were like too mysterious for me, and I don't know if there was a better solution. They had they the way had, they were phrased made you know, like, okay, you needed crabs for the one. We needed crabs for the one. You needed mutated fish for the one. Yes, but like, there's a hundred fish you can fish up. Mm-hmm. Well, and the mutated one gave you like sixteen spaces and just said bring two. Yeah, but that was also to get the relic. So yeah, a little bit that. But I don't really know what made it just so engaging. It was the atmosphere. It was the gameplay was relaxing, but also kept you on edge. Mm. Kind of like Subnautica, where like it was relaxing, but then holy crap, I'm almost out of oxygen and I am 200 meters down from the surface, like that kind of on edge. And apparently I like that a lot. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Well, I was engaged watching you play. Yes. So I thought it was really well done. Again, if it had higher replayability, if there was something else that want, made me want to play the game all over again, I'd if, probably give it a 9.95 at that point. If it was like five or six different endings, depending on how you played the whole game, the whole game, like don't give the collector this one at this time or the order that you give the relics to the collector mm. or something like that so that you can play it. Yeah. Cause four it, was or kind, five it was, times. it was kind of linear and how you had to get yes. the items. You had to go to Gale cliffs and then you had to go to the, um, the one with the sea monster in the, in the oh, middle. That guy sucked the, Mind Slayer, yeah, Mind then, Sucker. Yeah, then you did the Twisted... No, the Mind Suckers were in the Twisted Strand. Yes. And then you did Devil's Spire, or Devil Spine, or whatever it yes. was last. Yeah, the volcano area. Yes. So you had to go... It was kind of... The game is a little linear, even though it is open sea, and you do go back and forth when you get different items. It is an open sea. All in all, it was a great game. Yeah. I, I just gave it a 9.5. And it's only 25 bucks. Yes. So for, for a 12-hour game, that's perfect. It was the perfect price. It was well worth the, the time spent. We really had some good time and memories with it. <laughs> I finished Resident Evil 4 Remake, so we will have a podcast coming about in the next week or so. And much to both of our surprises, you bought and downloaded the DLC for Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, the Burning Shore. Yes. Yeah, Burning Shore. We loaded it up. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. I am going to do my best to play through it and not get too distracted so we can have something before Zelda, before Zelda on May 12th. Uh, I will be playing Jedi. I just am not going to get to it. Midsummer. It'll be midsummer after, <laughs> after Diablo 4. Maybe even during cuz Diablo That's 4 true. is multiplayer for us. That is true. And Jedi is going to be one of those that I want to sit and engross my time with. Yes, yeah, so you I watched you play the first Jedi game. I don't know. Just say it's a 30-hour game. I watched like the first 15 and then you played like a solid 10 without me and then I watched like the last 5. You really didn't miss a whole lot. I know. I would have enjoyed seeing the whole okay. thing, but I also... You kind of did the same thing with Resident Evil yes. 4 as well, but that, that's okay. I didn't play much of Resident Evil 4 without you. The no, not as much. The parts that you missed were nothing important. No, no. You I missed don't. the helicopter attack scene, which How was kind of cool. Um, I am going to... The only game I'm getting next month is Bolt Gun on the Steam oh, Deck. yes. Okay. It is the Doom, Doom, the original yes. Doom kind of thing, but you are a Space Marine. It looks incredible. 
Excellent. Aside from that, I don't got much else. We got some social media stuff and yeah, that's all I got. We're at Gaming Marriage or GamingMarriage at gmail.com. Uh, we, we, we want friends, so email us. Friends, please. Give us suggestions. When Tears of the Kingdom comes out, we're ignoring all your suggestions. Yeah, don't 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 give us anything uh, after May twelfth. Uh, but you know, you know, June, July, you can start throwing stuff our way again. Yes, please. All right. Uh, take care, everybody. Bye.